Welcome to Look Who's Talking, episode 144. It is the football final four. We got a rematch of the AFC Championship game with a point spread swinging like a grandfather clock, a billion dollar ankle to look at, and two Big 12 quarterbacks going for the NFC crown. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, episode 144, your favorite NFL gambling podcast brought to you coast to coast from the great country of Canada. Can't spell that, surprised you found the show, but it's C-A-N-A-D-A. Wherever you're listening, ni hao, previet, hola, bonjour, guten tag, ciao, and vanagum. That is weird, Michael. He's probably the hottest handicapper on this show, especially in the playoffs. We do have a $100 bet going, and he's up by about a half game because of his Ravens flock. All of our episodes brought to you by the wonderful people at Huck Media. We do have the leader of the Huck Media cult, Andy Mustache Twisting Huckle, uh, who was at a wonderful Leaf game last night, and uh, we're ready to rock for championship weekend here at your favorite podcast. Thank you for joining us. Follow us uh, on TikTok or Instagram at Hughes Talking. Or on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow our host, our co-host, Weird Mike. We spelled weird, M-I-C. Or follow Huck Media. Huckmedia.ca for any and all media or drone needs. Oh, my God. You ever think you're walking into a wedding and it turns into a funeral? No, because that never happens in life. But that was what Bill's Bengals felt like as soon as you turned the TV on. Thought I was there for a wedding. Soon realized it was a funeral. And there was going to be no after party. Um honestly felt almost like a breakup. I didn't want to even talk to football for two days. I just unfollowed football. I listened to a history podcast for about a day or two. Just uh, when you really think it's your year and then you don't just lose on some 13 second play, you just get spanked at home. Also getting spanked by a team that you also kind of like, like I don't hate the Bengals. Like they're, they're really likable. Um, so for all Bills fans out there, we know a lot of our listeners are, we feel you. We feel your pain. And uh, the time to diagnose what went wrong or what we need to do better. We'll, we'll do that a little bit on this show, but uh, I'm sure you're kind of sick of that too. And that'll be for Brandon Bean and the boys in the playoffs. Let's get Josh a couple more weapons and maybe a fucking running game for the love of God. Anyway, we got an AFC championship game rematch from last year with the point spread starting off two points for the Chiefs, then going to a point and a half for the Bengals. And now here we are Thursday morning and it's back to Chiefs minus one, all based on the health of one ankle in the entire universe. With legalized sports betting now, I was saying to Brooke this morning, this is probably the most expensive ankle in history as far as billions and billions, maybe billions of dollars of wagering across all, the whole world focused on Patrick Mahomes' ankle. Very fascinating stuff. We had a $10 billion company, the Kansas City Chiefs, making sure that ankle's good to go. This is not blood sport in some little town in Japan where when your arm pops off, someone just yells, tape it! Shout out Jean-Claude Van Damme. Leaford, that's for you. Um, anyway, very excited. we got a great NFC Championship game coming up as well with Brock Purdy. Imagine being Brock Purdy right now, okay? Seven weeks ago, you were just the backup, drafted as Mr. Irrelevant, last pick in the draft, and now here we are. Okay, nine weeks later, you haven't lost, and you are basically a pick'em headed into Philly, one one win away from the Super Bowl. What a life! What stories the NFL brings us this is why my, it's my favorite league in the entire world. Uh, thanks for everyone who shares, listens, and does everything to our podcast that we need to keep growing. We really, really appreciate it. We got two playoff contests going with Storyteller Logger. Follow them at Storyteller Beverages. Uh, currently, the Red Boss, I believe, is in first place, or at least he sent me. Uh, that he won last week. I think he's in first place right now. Shout out to everyone's favorite landlord, a.k.a. the rent boss, a.k.a. our boy, Sess. Uh, that's for six cases of Storyteller Logger through officefootballpools.com. And we also got a playoff squad contest going down where you picked five players at the start of the playoffs, most touchdowns wins, and we'll update those standings tomorrow. All right, enough of that. Uh, we're going to try to make you some money. We're heading into championship weekend, I got a couple of best bets for you. Me and Mike got our podiums. Uh, Huck Daddy, best handicapper in the regular season, is going to tell us what he thinks as well. Uh, fired up to have you. Thank you for joining us. Weird Mike, your hair looks very normal today. For, uh, for you know, normal, I'm not saying it looks bad, but uh, oftentimes it's going left, it's going right. Sometimes it's half in your face. Looks great today. Mike, so do you. How are you, sir? <laughs> Appreciate that. And the uh, hair well wishes. Uh, we are recording this AM. PM, I'll be 
the exact opposite of this hair day. I'm going for a uh, one of my specialty treatments, Hugh, if you recall our time together. Going for an Indian head massage at 2.30 p.m. this afternoon. <laughs> no, I don't know. There's an opening at 3.30 if you want to get down in, out of the city and join me. What the fuck is that? What, what is that? Revolutionary. <laughs> I got hooked on them in India. T-Mac will tell you. You know, they had, he had village girls licking his toes. I had older dudes putting their fingers into my skull and unlocking the essence of it, Hugh, is... You're unlocking the dormant blood that lays just under the scalp. How much is how much was it to get your toes licked? This <laughs> feels like a no, better I, deal. <laughs> anyway, I wind up footing that bill too. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> but put it on your list. They got them. They're, they're on the West Mall. They're out in Scarborough. They're out in Markham. I don't think they're out in uh, the western part. Indian head massage relieving the dormant blood you guys you get some oiled up you get some crazy long prehistoric fingers and they're unlocking the dormant blood you know why i'm doing this folks to i'm gonna jump back on a one-day prop binge i'm gonna go back to championship sunday roots renzo's basement dial up a prop board in my mind not actually do it anymore but and i really want to lock in because i think brock purdy's gonna throw an interception that's what I goddamn well think. But after the head massage, after all the blood hits the rest of the body, I'll be posting a lot this weekend. Championship Sunday, my single favorite day of football of the year. I often refer to it as the final day of football of the year, as the Super Bowl. <clears throat> anyway, I won't bore you with what I think it shouldn't be. These are the last two football games. Before. Yeah, <laughs> a couple episodes left on our season. Thank you again, everybody listening, following and uh, post head massage. Lots of props coming this weekend as the handicapping shrinks to a measly two games. Yeah, we're going to have to do a little more off-season episodes. We got that's with sponsors now, so <laughs> we'll, we won't be taking as big of a break. All right, um, all right. Mention that to you, Hawk. We're going to talk a lot. We've got some golf betting. My boy Will Zalatoris is about to have a season, and I know a lot of you football bettors out there also like to bet on other stuff, just like we do. we got also thinking of bringing on a UFC expert, uh, our boy Ben Devlin slash Chris Newley. These guys are making a lot of money on, on uh, UFC wagering right now. I know Leaford likes that. And C-Mac, uh, C-Mac uh, turned into quite the basketball savant. Anyway, we'll see what we can do with that. Okay, we got uh, two championship games this weekend. <clears throat> Obviously, just a quick uh, look back for a second on what happened this weekend. Again, we mentioned thought we were going to a wedding. It was Bill's funeral. I uh, didn't love the game plan, especially for the Bills early in the first half. Um Interesting thing that's going to lead to my truth of the week, which you're going to do actually really soon, um, as far as an advantage play for this weekend. Uh, either way, long story short, since he gets the ball first, scores, looking really good. Recency bias, it's hard. Cincinnati, The Cincinnati Bengals, I don't think have ever looked better than they looked last week in Buffalo. So keep that in mind when you're picking your teams this weekend. You just saw the best game that Cincinnati's probably ever played, at least that I know. Um, where it wasn't just like a shutdown of the second half, like they did to the Titans, like they did to the Chiefs last year. Um, they looked really good. So you can judge that for whether you think that's just how they're playing right now or whether you just, or kind of like me, where you're like, okay, like that was, they looked so good that the, their actual average is a bit below that. <clears throat> we'll see. And then we got Brock Birdie going into a rabid Philadelphia at the link, the Eagles also kind of tough to judge, Mike, right? They they smoked the Giants last week. All like by the second half, we're talking not even maybe 75% effort. So not quite as tired. Whereas the you know, uh the Niners and Cowboys, 19-12, it was 9-9 for a while. That was a battle the entire way. So throw in the travel, a little couple of things to think about. I personally think the coaching advantage is going to play a major role in both these games. Uh, what do you think? What do you think are the biggest factors heading into this game? And what you, would you take away from, from last week? Uh, your biggest takeaway from the divisionals. The biggest takeaway from the divisional. Are you ready for it? Exclusive. Yeah. Weird Mike. Look who's talking. Exclusive. 
You know what I took away from it, really? Hand to God. Mm. When you win the coin toss in the playoffs, you take the fucking ball. Interesting. I don't care what's going on with your second half game plan. I don't care what's going on with the weather. All that matters is right now in the playoffs. The next play, the next drive, the next move. The Bills won the toss, deferred. The Bill, it was 14-0 before they opened their eyes. The Giants won the toss. Remember, sure it happens on it, but playoff football is much different. Main crazy weather, much different. Why give the Bengals a chance to move forward? Um, again, you don't even have to get a touchdown when you take the ball first. A couple first downs, put it down, put the ball back on their shoulders. Like, I was furious. I think everybody that won the top, the Jags did it too. Theirs wasn't as overtly pronounced as the Bills and the Giants losses. They kind of came back, they covered. Um, even though he was on one ankle, that was kind of their time to steal a moment. When Agnew fumbled at the four yard line, like they could have lost that game. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, win the coin toss. We'll, we'll get into a little bills in a bit here. I don't think they should blow it up. No, I think no, they no. should keep Sean. I think they need a rock star OC ASAP. They need a rock star offensive coordinator. Keep Sean and, you know, some some top five defensive capabilities because if, if they abandon that and you got to restart the old, the old side of the ball, then it's one forward, two back. So I don't think it's there. Rockstar OC is my, uh, what do they call flex seal on the side of the boat there. Love me some flex seal, bro. Fixed a lot of stuff with flex seal. That shit works. All right. <laughs> Um, it's okay. It's funny you mentioned the kickoff. Let's get right into it. This is my this is our first best bet of the weekend. Uh, not it's not a total, not a side, but this leads me to my truth. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Okay, truth of the week, folks. You want an advantage play for this weekend? Again, this is this is going on. Not total knowledge of the situation, but let's just assume that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to do what. They did uh, against the Ravens so that when they played the Ravens, they won the kickoff. And as Mike said, they did not defer. They took the ball first, wanting to sort of get the lead and force this backup quarterback to have to play from behind. I think that if they had lost the if they had won the coin toss in Buffalo, I think they would have done the same thing just from from Joe Burrow uh, talking to the herd a couple weeks ago. He said, yeah, we just want to get points on the board and let our defense have like let the other team play from behind. Now they did it at home. I'm not sure if their strategy stays the same when they're on the road, either in Buffalo or Kansas city, Buffalo, we don't know. They lost the coin toss. However, if you know, going in to the AFC championship game, that if the Kansas city chiefs win the toss, they're going to give the ball to Cincinnati. And if Cincinnati wins the toss, Cincinnati's going to take the ball. Well, I think there's an advantage play to be made for a couple of uh, individual bets. Uh, Cincinnati first quarter. I be, it's basically a pick em. However, if I can guarantee, or not guarantee, but be, better than a 50-50, that Cincinnati's going to get the first possession of the first quarter, that you're... It, more this way, if you receive the kickoff throughout NFL history, you get more possessions in the first quarter than the other team. That's like 60% of the time. Uh, how about this? Cincinnati to score first. All right, Kansas City defense ain't exactly rock stars. Cincinnati's pretty damn good at scoring in the first half. Uh, they got they got a great sort of first fifteen set of plays, and Joe Burrow's really good at this. So Cincinnati to score first. Cincinnati to, Cincinnati to win the first quarter. Also, a third one that's kind of like a nuanced play on this ex- same advantage. Kansas City third quarter. Kansas City second half. If you know they're going to get that first possession, so that that's just assuming that the Bengals keep doing what they sort of were proud about doing versus the Ravens. Basically, the Bengals are going to take the ball if they win the toss. And Kansas City, I'm betting Andy Reid's an old school guy who loves having that middle hour of the game. He loves having the last possession of the second half, first possession, uh, last possession of the first half, 
first possession of the second half. Uh, Truth of the week, I think there's an advantage play here to be made on those three prop bets. Cincinnati to score first, Cincinnati first quarter, because I think they're going to get the ball first. Mike? Yeah, you just uh, you just went ahead and hit one of my triggers, brah. I'm okay. going to go be a little millennial Gen Z on you, brah. Use the term middle hour, brah. Yeah. I fucking hate that. This is causing teams. This is this is that was 12 years ago. That was Belichick and the Patriots dynasty. It's changed. It's morphed. It's almost like each quarter is a game. It's almost like each trade-off is a game. It's magnified in playoff football. I do think that handicap is normally right, but given Patrick's ankle, I think the necessity to maybe get the first points is amplified for KC. So if they do win the toss, I don't think they're as predictable to defer this time around. Remember, it's going to be crazy cold. You know, he's going to be coming off his warm-up. He's going to want that ball. He saw what the Bengals have done their last two playoff games, march right down, and never really kind of give up the lead. <laughs> the Ravens, with Scoop Huntley, gave him, should have beat him. Fuck. They, what are you doing fumbling at the goal line? Like, so I really, really think that that's not going to happen this time. So you're just saying you you think that Kansas I'm City will, will take the ball. the ball? I'm okay. saying too much happened. It was it was too much pronounced this week. Cincy, they they kept Tommy Romo, that batchy boy, when they were just gushing over the Bengals' first quarter stats, and it was astronomical. And you know everybody's going to jump on it. So before Warren, with his ankle injury, I think they might take the ball. Okay. I, Andy, Andy Reid is captain defer. He loves this middle hour. So even though you think he might be making the wrong decision, I'm going to go on his previous decisions on this exact thing through multiple playoff games. The guy defers. Um, With the bum ankle? It's, it's up for debate whether that ankle changes his deferred situation making. Either way, that's my that's my advantage play that I can see here. It's not my prop of the day, but it's like if if we know this is happening, there's, there's, that's an advantage there, especially if it's a pick em. Okay, let's uh, move on. Um, I, I hate the only thing I hate worse than the middle hour is Middle Earth. All right. Just for you, fantasy. I love Lord, you don't like Lord of the Rings, man? Narnia, all that bullshit. That's not grown men doing things. That's fake men doing fake things. Grown men wrote the story about that, though. <laughs> yes, I will respect the writing behind it, but not anyway. Let's, let's, Let's move on, like you said. Brooke's freaking out in the background here. She's like, how do you not like Lord of the Rings? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, interesting thing, too, just like as a little retrospect before we sort of go into our picks. Remember how we talked about how like one play can just change careers? You know, one play can change organizations. One play can change teams. How about one series? I just was thinking about this literally this morning. Um, you know, the Bengals have come a long way. And Last year, their first playoff game of the season was against the, the the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders get in. It's Derek Carr's Raiders with that uh, uh, the Italian guy is the coach. And Toronto. there you go. And it, whether people remember this or not, the Raiders had the ball first and goal down five points, I believe, to win the game in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And then Derek Carr goes and does Derek Carr things. The Adderall pipes in too much. Max overload, and he makes three bad decisions. And the fourth down one was actually almost caught, which would have won the game. And the Bengals' entire run last year would have been cut short. Throw in the fact that the Raiders would be on their way to the divisional and probably not have fired their coach, which would probably still have Derek Carr on the team. And the history of two franchises is forever altered from this one series First and goal, second goal, third and goal, fourth and goal, Raiders loss. Anyway, just fascinating stuff. I know we talk about that. I'm not really going anywhere with this, but Bengals lose that game. You know, classic Bengals. Lose, like, lose the wild card at home to the Raiders. And are they here? Do they ride that confidence? Like, are they, did they win the division again? I don't know, but I love what if retrospect in sports. Very exciting stuff. But they didn't. Bengals D held surf. Also, probably the most underrated uh, side of any offense or defense in this final four has probably got to be the Bengals defense. They're three and zero against Mahomes. Now, again, a couple of the victories are interesting. Last year, they lost the AFC champ 
They lost the AFC Championship game uh, to Cincinnati, to Cincinnati, Kansas City did, but they were up twenty-one-seven with the ball with ten seconds left and on like the five-yard line before the end of the first half. They could have gone up twenty-eight to seven. They could have gone twenty-four to seven if they just kicked a field goal. Instead, they threw it to Tyree Kill on a little out, and he didn't get out of bounds, and the, the half ended. And uh, well, the rest is history. Cincinnati shut down Kansas City in the second half. And Cincinnati's defense and their defensive coordinator from Staten Island, by the way, um, has been shutting down teams in the second half, going back to last year's playoffs. And uh, just watch out. It's it's an underrated side of the ball. But uh, we'll see what uh, Patrick Mahomes and his wobbly ankle can do about it. He did practice on Wednesday with no walking boot. Obviously, I bet he wasn't running the lightning drill, but... He was healthy enough to move the spread from minus one and a half for the Bengals to minus one for the Kansas City Chiefs this morning. Jump the fence, eh? Yes, it's been swinging, like swinging, which is why if we did the podcast yesterday. I'm like, okay, my gold pick is now a one-point underdog. I don't think they're going to lose the AFC Championship game twice in a row to the same team. Well, um, the good news is for Chief betters, whoever they are, whatever they are, you're looking at one. Regardless of uh, Mahomes' ankle, it will be Henny getting every rep this week ahead of Mahomes. Will not be practicing. He practiced yesterday. I'm telling you. You know, you know, I, I he, he was there and he wasn't on the injury report, but he's not he, running each rep. He, no, I mean not each route, but he participated you know I mean? in practice and th- was throwing, hutting, like yeah. did plays. This was an ode to to not worry so much because Henny will have a full full week of remember in, in title games you usually don't get that if henny takes the first snap of the championship game i will be very fucking worried <laughs> no, 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 no. i'm not saying that he's going to take the first snap i'm saying that he's if ready if Mahomes goes down he's ready and he will have he's Mahomes wearing the red jersey times a thousand this week at practice oh yeah so henny's going to be more part of it if patrick mahomes goes into a drive-through lane in kansas city missouri this week Okay, he's got two police at the start of the drive-thru and at the end of the drive-thru making sure no cars bump him. Yeah, you got to get a chauffeur for that for sure. Before we launch in, uh, I want to make sure that our good buddy, Roger Goodell, commissioner of our beloved NFL, leaves Championship Sunday alone. Yes. No Couldn't agree more. neutral sites. No. no fake Super Bowls. No. no. More corporate interference, man. Preach. You are just, you just, it's too much, man. You get too much of anything. And sooner than later, you got nothing of anything, man. It's, it's bullshit. Crazy. It's bullshit. That is the reward for your team having a fantastic year. You get that, that beast, that, that mini Super Bowl, which is the championship game in your hometown. And that's the best part about it is that you could be, it could be Buffalo. It could be green Bay. It could, you could be the shittiest city in the United States, but if your team has the home field advantage going into the last game before the Super Bowl, that's even if your stadium is shit, that is where the whole world focuses attention. And that's the hottest ticket in town. And it's good for the local economy. And that's bullshit. I couldn't agree more, Mike. I couldn't agree more. This, the fact that they're even talking about like you neutral site championship games for the AFC and NFC, like as if as if the ambiance would even be the same too. Like that's sometimes that's the best. That's what the Super Bowl doesn't have. Like as soon as like you know the pregame gets there an hour before the game, like the place is going bananas with home field fans, and you can feel the energy. It's the AFC championship game or the NFC championship game. Like that, these these are my favorite games as a kid growing up. Like, uh, you know, watching Brett Favre versus the Niners, watching the old Cowboys versus the Niners, uh, watching our Bills, you know, go to four straight Super Bowls. Even as a kid, like hearing uh, the Ralph go crazy for another trip. Like this is what it's all about. And if you make that Atlanta with like forty percent corporate. 40% one team not being as loud as they normally can. And then, you know, 30% another team. And then what, like 10%, like just for everything that you just said, it's a fucking nightmare. So no. Bill, Bill's mafia and chief's kingdom are kind of to blame because everybody just flocked. As soon as they released tickets, they just exploded on the scene, assuming 
And that gave him a taste for like that college atmosphere, like the college games trying not to be the college game. And here's the pro game trying to be a little bit like the college game. Like it, it was really bothersome. And you know what that means? It won't be on the same day, so it'll, you know they'll be on separate days. So it's more of a hoopla too. And also, does that mean that like, okay, you make this fucking rule, and then hey, sorry, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, uh, every northern team, like, yeah, you're never hosting an AFC Championship game again. You know what I mean? Like, if the Bills suck, it's not like the next stadium on the Rolodex is going to be the new Bills Stadium to host the AFC Championship game in the cold in January. Okay, we got uh, the Raiders coming in to play the Dolphins in Buffalo. Like, what? (laughs) You know? know? Doesn't make any fucking sense. So, no. I will fucking... I don't don't know of a cause that I care about more right now in the NFL. Fucking no, Roger. No. All right. Uh, we got some matchups to talk about. We got Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts down in the NFC. Uh, they faced each other uh, when Hurts was on Oklahoma and Brock Purdy was on one of your favorite teams, the Iowa State Cyclones. They are opt- often on your Saturday parlays. Uh, betting on, I bet Brock Purdy was actually a lot of these because this is when we were betting a lot on college. Oh, when yeah. he, was, he, was, he was a five-year starter. Man. Yeah. At 42-41, that game, Oklahoma won by one. I think I watched that game. Like, I didn't remember Brock <laughs> Purdy or anything, but, like, that sounds like a game I would have definitely smashed Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley's entire term there, I was basically taking Oklahoma blind almost. Mayfield, Murray, Hurts. Like, he just knows how to do a passing offense. Anyway, it should be a good game. Like, uh, the over-under set at 46.5. We got Brock Purdy going into... You know, what some say is obviously one of the toughest environments to play in Philadelphia, not weather wise, just meanness. What if what a funny home field advantage, eh, Huck, when it's just based on meanness, not like weather or or like even noise like Seattle, Kansas City, uh, even Buffalo known to be louder than Philly. But just meanness is their home field advantage. <laughs> I don't know. Huck Daddy, would you want to lead the Niners into Philly this weekend? Fuck no. <laughs> I mean, they throw, they throw, like, basically, if, as I heard you say, weird Mike, Brock Purdy's going to throw an interception. Well, I don't think he's going to do it early because I think Shanahan knows if you, if you let this Philly rabid crowd get all over you for an early pick, uh, you might not get them off your back. And that could be tough for, uh, a deer in the headlights, Brock Purdy. I don't care how cool this guy is. I don't care how Tom Brady like this guy is. Okay. He's wearing a fucking diaper uh, on Sunday morning. Like I'd be shitting my pants. I don't know. Yeah. He's in over his head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And not to mention, here's another thing about the team. Uh, we've got the Niners that have, this is their third NFC championship game in four years. They went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. It's basically the same team. They added Trent Williams. They got Kittle. They got a new quarterback who I think is probably better than their old one, Jimmy, uh, with less experience. Got basically, you know, they got the same head coach, same schemes, and a, a, a whack of good health. Uh, versus a Philadelphia team who's totally different than their Super Bowl team from five years ago. Minus Brandon Graham, who probably has the most forgotten strip sack fumble to win a Super Bowl in, in Super Bowl history. That probably should have been the fucking statue. Okay. Tom Brady was down by three points with like a lot of time left. And Brandon Graham strip sacked Tom Brady and ended the game. And no one talks about it. Anyway, he's still on the team. Jason Kelsey's still on the team and Fletcher Cox. But the rest of the team is pretty much totally changed from that Super Bowl winning team, different coach, different coordinators. And this is what I want to talk about the coach. We got Nick Sirianni versus Kyle Shanahan. This is like Zach Taylor versus Andy Reid. We got a severe coaching experience advantage in each game. And I think that's what the game's going to come down to. I really do. You don't think so, Mike? You're shaking your head? Yeah, I think uh, Kyle's been known to cough up the big game. That's and, true. And, you know, Sirianni doesn't exactly have a, you know, a purple heart attached to his uh, lapel. However, He's kind of got the this wrestler type attitude that it doesn't really matter to him. He does. And I'll tell you what I'm going to be doing this week is watching Silver Linings Playbook. 
and making sure I remind myself of how mean those Philly fans can be, even to each other, by the way. Um, my cousin Alex, friend of the show in Montreal, big Eagles bird fan. Bird gang versus the Niner gang. We talked last week, looming eggs. Huxler made it a tile. Yep. Looming eggs. Is that egg ready to hatch? Is Brock Purdy going to throw one? Throw an egg. What a perfect analogy I set myself up for with the looming (laughs) egg hatching at the bird's nest and Lincoln Finance. This is the sign to to nut up, to drop that lumber. I'm going to, after the Indian head massage, and, you know, I want to make sure that this thought is clear because. I don't even like the Eagles. Uh, I just think the, the moment will be too big. And if Shanahan does do that, what you just he's, said, he's going not to, yeah. put him in that position. Protect him, yeah. That, that's how you win the game. And, and he's been known not to do that. He did it in the Super Bowl. He did it twice in the Super Bowl, once with Atlanta calling the plays, once with the Niners against the Chiefs. Um, so I think that, comes out to play. He's the one that's going to be rattled more than the kid with those Philly fans. Because if he doesn't let Brock take a chance and let that chance, a little play action, first drive, you know, let the kid throw into a tight window. If he makes the throw, now you got him. Now he's rolling. Now he's forgotten where he is. Now he's back to this, this Niner locomotion and they can get back. But if they don't, if they just pinch on the line, Philly's going to eat that up and there's going to be nothing worse than him having, you know, 12 completions for 63 yards in the first half and they haven't gone anywhere. And now he's wondering if he really needs to make that big throw on his own. Are are they not trusting me? This is where I think they'd be foolish. The Niners not to let Brock hang him stuff is Brock Brady. Like many people, including myself before he even took the field. Okay. I didn't think he'd go perfect. That's why the egg is coming folks. I like Brock and I like the Niners. I wish they lost that game to the Raiders Yeah. in the season. I wish they pulled them and they maybe lost to the Cardinals in the last week of the year because it's the perfection is impossible. You know, it's, and now it's running into the bird's nest, looming eggs. I said it once I'll say it 18,000 more time folks. Poetry in motion. Look who's talking. Episode one forty four. Here's something to think about too, and then we'll get into our picks because I think you can everyone can tell already. Look who's talking. Sort of where we're leaning, but yeah, I'm not sure if this is good or bad. But it's just definitely something. Uh, it's not nothing. The Niners have played two playoff games in a row. I mean, they beat Seattle, but they were down at half by a point. Like that was yep. a, that was a playoff game. Yes, With playoff was. intensity throw in the fact that they're division rivals playoff game win then biggest rivals in the sport non non-division niners cowboys 35 million people watching in the country alone wow that's a playoff game that's pressure nine nine or like late in the late in the third quarter that's a playoff game i'm not you know 19 12 ain't exactly the most impressive win ever, but they won a playoff game. They've been playing foot, playoff football for two weeks. Okay. Three weeks. The Eagles just had a walkthrough against the Giants. So I, I'm I'm just saying that level of playoff intensity it, 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 uh, between the two teams, two very physical teams. I just feel like the Niners are playing playoff football and the Eagles might get a little bit. I mean, they're going to be really hyped up. They're at home. They got the crowd, whatever. I'm just not sure if they played playoff football yet this year because the Giants laid one of your looming eggs. Yes. No, that wasn't looming. That was that was egg Expected. salad sandwich grade yeah. two. Everybody yelling at you. And they fooled me. and they they fooled us. They they fooled both of us. <laughs> they did. They did. That was probably my worst bet of the season. Truth be told, I put on my Eli Manning jersey. I channeled my old non-weird self and paid a price dearly. But attesting to the playoff intensity, even if they only did it for three quarters against the Giants, they did it. And dominated. And the, the, home, the home is too much, this one. Are, are there going to be Niner fans? Are they traveling across the country? Are, are the Eagle fans selling this ticket? 
No. Right? So I like that it's at 3 o'clock, too. I don't like that it's later. I like the, I like the fact that it's the early game. Um, of course, you know, everybody wants that. See, they, 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 they're making three Super Bowls. They made the Dallas-San Fran game, 630 Super Bowl. They're turning this Bengals-Chiefs game into the Super Bowl, 630. And then the Super Bowl is going to be at six. They're, 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 you can't have three Super Bowl time slots, man. You have made the 630 kickoff very unsacrimonial. That's it. You, you, you dragged it through the ditch. It used to be special. What time's kickoff? 630. Well, now it's fucking. Hey, tell it to your Indian Indian head masseuse. All right. Hey, Mike, you seem a little stressed. What's wrong? Oh, you're trying to make three Super Bowls. Okay. I don't understand. I thought there was only one Super Bowl. That is this time slot. Just, you know, get behind the ears, please. If you can lick my, if you can lick my toes, I'll pay double. <laughs> I think. Um, all right. All right. Enough with that. Okay. That was a, that was a tongue slip. All right. I'm picturing, like trouble, I'm picturing okay? T-Mac just sitting there with, Wiggling him. That's a tongue slip. <laughs> Easy now. Easy now. Oh, all right. Let's get our picks. Let's get our picks. Up, buddy. All so right. We got the playoff podium. Yep. You are two and four. I am two, three, and one. Yep. $100 bet, each picking two sides and one total this week. Championship Sunday, half game ahead. Hugh picks. All right. Uh, Really, are we trice? Here we go. Okay. Uh, my gold pick. Uh, if you've been listening to any, any part of the episode, I think you can sort of hear it. Atlanta Braves? No. It's a football show. The Kansas City Chiefs? For the love of God, if his ankle is any sort of okay, this is a steal. Okay? Yesterday it was plus one. We're taking Kansas City this morning at minus one. If Mahomes keeps practicing, this spread will go up to two and a half. There's going to be some sharp money that comes in on Andy Reid and Kansas City Chiefs. If I know anything about sharp money, all this early money on the Bengals, Sure, it might be some sharp thinking that Mahomes' ankle is way worse than people thought because of how bad it looked last week. But uh, it's 2023. We've got a $10 billion company focusing on the health of this ankle. I think it's going to be okay. Okay enough to do well at home. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, they, their offense and throwing downfield against the Bengals. This is what the Bills lacked. The Bills had digs and, and, and Gabe Davis that likes to drop big balls. The Chiefs have multiple weapons. All right, Bills, it's time to look at the armories of the teams that you need to beat to get to the Super Bowl. You need to arm up because digs and some guys ain't enough. Okay? Chiefs got Juju, Kelsey, this one of the fastest guys in the league named Kadarius Tony. We got the best... Uh, catching running back in the league named Jarek McKinnon. We got this new fiery undrafted running back that Andy Reid just found, Isaiah Pacheco, who's going to have a game against the Bengals. More on props later. Knowing the fact that Mahomes does not have to get on a plane, there's no travel involved with healing this ankle, literally throwing the extra day's rest because they won on Saturday. Just perfect place to rest up that high ankle sprain and get proper treatment and ready to go. I also don't think Andy Reid's going to lose a home AFC championship game two years in a row to the same team. It's it's painstaking to lose just one AFC championship game at home, let alone multiple. They lost in overtime to New England, the New England Tom Brady team uh, four or five years ago at home in the AFC championship game as well when that one guy was offside when they picked off Brady. So I just think we're getting a max effort. We're getting max prep. And I do think that Andy Reid, especially because they played six weeks ago, I think Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo, the Chiefs coaches, are going to outcoach the Cincinnati Bengals coaches. And I think the teams are, de- are definitely pretty even. Uh, but I think, I just think they're going to get outcoached. And I think that if, you know, if you can take the Kansas City Chiefs, as a one-point favorite or a pick or whatever, uh, hosting the AFC Championship game forever, unless it's the Buffalo Bills, and that's just because of my home bias, but even against the Bills, that's probably a good bet. You should take the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes playing 
uh, an Andy Reid coaching if you're getting less than two points at home in the AFC Championship game. All right. Uh, my silver pick, I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers plus two and a half at the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm definitely scared of the home field advantage, and I'm scared of A.J. Brown. Because the one place that the San Francisco 49ers do don't have an all-pro because they have an all-pro at every level of their defense. They have an all-pro Nick Bosa. They have an all-pro Warner at at linebacker. And they have an all-pro at safety. However, not great one-on-one on the outside. Now, Dak Prescott's not the type of guy who could take advantage of that. Two years in a row, he couldn't take advantage of that against the Niners. Just using C.D. Lamb, using his receivers. However... Uh, AJ Brown catches 50 50 balls because he's a man beast and he's really good at that. And that's the one thing I think that could change this game up. However, barring 150 yards on three catches by AJ Brown for two touchdowns, barring like a Randy Moss like playoff game, uh, I think if they could figure out a way to sort of stop that from happening, this. The, the Niners are going to outcoach uh, the Eagles, and they got a, Trent, Trent Williams and that offensive line, and just everything they're doing in their run game, and it, it's just going to be too much for the Eagles. And this is—it's not going to be some crazy scoring affair, I don't think. But they're going to use—they're going to pass the running game. And what I mean by that is it's tough to run against Philly. They got that big guy from Georgia, the one of the one of the top three run defenses in the league. For real. However, Shanahan's good at this. All right. He's really good at fake runs and little passes to Elijah Mitchell, little passes to Debo, little passes to Kittle. He's going to get away from that big Georgia guy and make these quick corners on Philly tackle. Uh, I also just like the experience of this coaching staff, of this team. This is the third NFC Championship game in four years for the San Francisco 49ers. And I believe. There's that baby step mentality that we we talk about with these teams. And I think the Eagles, this is the baby step they've made. They had a great regular season. They got a great core of players. Um, I just think this is new for all of them. And you got a really tough bunch of grown men coming from San Francisco uh, who are, in their mind, on a destiny to get this kid to the Super Bowl and get the Super Bowl win that they feel like they should have had three years ago. It's going to be a tight game. I don't think the Niners are going to smoke them. Uh, my final score is that 23-20 for the San Francisco 49ers. All right, they went out right. And I got 27-24 for KC uh, Cincy. All right, my bronze pick, I'm taking the under in San Francisco and the Niners. I think uh, I think the Niners' defense is going to be probably one of the best defenses that the Phillies faced all year. And Jalen Hurts is not the MVP of the league. He's a good quarterback. He throws a nice 50-50 deep ball, and he can run. But the, the Niners' defense is going to stop that running attack. All right? The Philadelphia Eagles will not be able to run the ball against San Francisco, and it's going to fuck up their whole game. So besides A.J. Brown having a Hall of Fame game, uh, I think the Niners win this game, and that's where my money's going. So Niners plus 2.5, and, and the under 46 and a half. It's a low number for a reason, which makes you think over. But I'm going to take the under because Kyle Shanahan is going to have nine minute drives, three and a half yards on each play, and just shrink the game for his little kid, Brock Purdy. Those are you picks. Giddy up. Well, you certainly said the word right. He will shrink. He will shrink. You picks. I guess there's no rebuttal. It just would be my picks because <laughs> there's only three, and this is the playoff podium for a hundo half game up. I'm going to start with the bronze. I'm taking over. Over. AFC title game, 47 and a half. It's not a high number. It's not a low number. It's just where it should be, and just a little too much offense. It's not going to blow by. It's, it's just going to get by. 47 and a half AFC title game over very reasonable scoreline 27, 24 gets it with a little room to spare. Um, 27, 21 gets it big fan of the 27, something getting the over. If you need one in the thirties, then you're pushing it. Love it. Bronze pick over AFC title game, chili bananas at Arrowhead, by the way, A.K.A. Burrowhead. You heard that name? Uh, no, I didn't. Burrowhead. 
because he's two and oh, I mean, Big Ben won like 28 games at Cleveland Stadium <laughs> over high school and college. And they didn't call that one uh, 10 Downing Street or whatever the hell they call it. Silver pick. Bengals plus Bengals, whatever the number. It might jump plus back. Plus one. Plus one right now. Back. It's plus one now. That's the number. I, I do think the ankle's a bigger deal. And I do think we're going to see Chad Henney. And I do think that they're on a, just a formula right now. They're not, the Bengals are, they're seeing the board clearly. They're knowing what they got to do. And yo, th- their front four is monster, monster. Love it. Mean, mean, kind of like the Niners, a little, a little mean streak. They were tossing around uh, the bills. Like they were nothing. Ponikvar picking on that weak guard play again, oh. but <laughs> It's right, though. He's right. Plus one. It goes against my theory of Joe Burrow being Dan Marino. I don't know if he wins the Super Bowl, but I think KC kind of coughs it up. I do. The Bengals are on one with luck. They're getting getting their way. They're at the table not pressing their bet. They're They're just slowly taking their winnings off each roll. They're not pressing. Yep. Lucky against the Ravens. Let the Bills hang themselves. And now the break here is Mahomes not at 100%. He, he doesn't beat him when he's at 100%. So I like that silver pick. And the gold pick is the looming egg delivered at Lincoln Financial Field. NFC Championship game, 3 p.m., Bird Gang, bang, bang, on the Niners, Brock Purdy. It's midnight. The clock struck. Get your glass slipper. Get back. I hope this organization doesn't dog you for the egg you're about to lay. I hope they don't treat you like Jimmy G and think that they're now just whatever the hell they think they are away from actually getting that ring. As you said, three and four years, that question is coming regardless of how Brock plays if they lose this game. Don't blame the kid. The egg is delivered. I think it's the exact same game that we just saw, Dallas and San Fran, except reversed. Dallas will be San Fran. San Fran will be Philly. Dak will be Brock, making the one, possibly two mistakes. And a very tight game, and a well game plan game, in a game where both of their strengths match up against each other. That's why the under, I like you. I like I see I don't I don't love the under as much because I do see a really big mistake. If it's not Brock and let's say Niners do roll and I'm dead wrong, <laughs> I'll bet your bottom dollar Jalen's gonna make the mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Game. So I'm not crazy in love with the under. If 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 there's not a, a pick six or a defensive score or a special teams play, I think that number is really, really solid to stay under. Eagles. Okay, I said I'm going to watch Silver Linings Playbook. And last little nugget, you mentioned Elijah Mitchell. It triggered it. Both RBs for San Fran are banged up. They both most likely will play. But both are declared not 100%. That right calf, I think they're playing a little possum on McCaffrey. Now, they're good without him, and they could scheme for a game and do anything. But that calf is... It's tough. It's kind of like that turf toe. It's just that bitch where you can't get that explosive pop out of the gap. And I I checked the weather in Philly, everybody. It's going to be chilly in KC. It's going to be damp in Philly. Showers throughout the day. Not hurricane stuff, but just damp, above seasonal. Okay. Woo! Now, you you did mention one thing there with the Bengals pick and just saying that you think KC is going to cough it up. And though and I, I see where you're going with that. I just feel like they coughed Mahomes it up last ankle cough it up. Not not a bad call. No, or... I, they just it, it's like if you haven't coughed one up in a while, okay. You know, you're kind of due for a cough up. They were they, they were on their way to the Super Bowl last year. All right. Like it's first and goal with 20 seconds left, and they're up two touchdowns already. And uh they coughed up that game at home against a still 
relatively unknown Bengals team. And I feel like that that you, you just don't cop that. You don't do that shit twice in a row. That's it. By the way, r- random thing about 27-24, that's the last two scores of the, of the game. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, 27-24, the last two times that they played the Chiefs. That's the exact score, and that's the score I think it's going to be again, but I got Chiefs 27, Bengals 24. Jeff, I agree with that, minus the ankle. You're right. That's why these windows and these pro sports are, are so tiny. That was a horrible cough up last year. Just because you're going to get back the next year doesn't make that any less awful. Right. You need almost all the stars to align, all the dominoes to fall to sort of get to the title game, even for these top-tier franchises, as we're seeing now. Anyway, hopefully the ankle's okay and we get an amazing game. Yep. And um, over. I got a bet for you. It's not on my podium. It doesn't count with like our picks that we're doing. However, but for all of our listeners out there, I have bet on this already. Uh, minus 110, you can get it minus 115 uh, if your site offers it. I think the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and I just like that. As in like, whether it's the Chiefs, whether it's the Bengals, whether it's the Niners, whether it's the Eagles, I'm taking the AFC team to win the Super Bowl. And that's one of my favorite bets of the week. What do you think about that, Huck? I don't know. I don't know. This Eagles 49ers game is really a toss up. Um, and I also don't know about Mahomes' ankle. I think it's worse. Like, it's definitely worse than they're letting on. Yeah, really. that's for sure. I, I don't know. I've had high ankle sprains before. And you don't come back from them in a week. That's the kind of in- injury that nags for weeks, months. That's maybe, fair. Potentially. That's fair. But if anybody could win this game on a bum ankle, it's him and Andy Reid. That's what I mean. This guy's one of the best athletes in the world. He's got $10 billion looking after that ankle right now. So, but, so I don't really so, know. I don't really know who's going to win. Emotionally, I want to pick the Chiefs and the... Um, the Eagles, but my brain says otherwise. Um, brain, brain says otherwise. Eh? What's your brain? Who do you think ends up winning? What's your brain tell you? I, I don't know. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be Bengals Niners. Niners have too many weapons. Bengals are healthier. How but about that? Bengals that's not what I want. Way. That's not what I want. That's what I think is gonna happen, though. I want a rematch. Write it. Vote. I think. Roger Goodell's going to win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> Just like Vince McMahon won the belt one time and he wasn't even wrestling. You know, his jokes, uh, CBS was covering the Bengals bills and in the pregame, they put up a stat uh, for, for Joe Burrow while Boomer Esiason was talking and it said, uh, Joe Burrow, by the way, he's in like his fucking second year of professional football. Boomer Esiason was, tw- you know, 15 year quarterback for the Bengals. And it go and just as he's talking about the Bengals, it just shows this like CBS did this like almost a fuck with the size and, and it says Joe Burrow, uh, uh, Bengals franchise leader in playoff victories, three. <laughs> they definitely did that to fuck with him. It was great. So th- so they got the worst pregame CBS oh, it's by far. Awful, but. but on Sunday in advance of the Bills game and the weather and try to find out as much as I could for props, I left it going. Mm. I'll tell you what that show does have going for him. The absolute hate between Phil Sims and Boomer Esiason is so real. Yeah, you can feel it. Oh, they, they, they had to put him on opposite ends of the desk. Usually the host is at one end of the desk. But no, they got, they got James Brown right in the middle of these two white cut, these white bread apple a day motherfuckers sims and osiasin sims got the ring right with, yep. he beat the bills in that game yep and i don't even think their kids like each other like there is they kind of i think people mistake them for each other i do all that, the time <laughs> that's where the, some of the hatred is coming in from but i watched an hour of just it, it was it was good man it was good Dude, and now boomer is kind of making like burrow his own like yeah kinda, yeah. Claiming him to be his son and feels like, no, no, it's not how it works. Eli, Eli Manning wasn't my guy. Yeah. Okay. He wasn't my guy. <laughs> anyway, it was some, something new. Who's got the Super Bowl this year, Jeff? 
What do you mean? Where is it? No, no. Who, uh, which network has the Super Bowl? Fox. Unfortunately, oh, we're, no. unfortunately. And by the way, Greg Olson's getting like a lot of love out there. I'm sure he's a really nice guy. He's getting like a lot of love for his for his coverage. I think it's the most bland. Yeah, it's like let's like every every decision that he's talking about. It's like let's side with the safe side. Like he'd be the most pussy ass coach in football history. Like let's punt on third down. I I can't stand it. He's he's acting to like act your age, buddy. Yes, yes, act, great. Act yes, he's coming across like a seventy year old football wizard. Act, act your age. Accurate, and like it's almost per, he's like purposeful non-bias or not too much excitement like he's he's fucking telling us what's happening like a typewriter well they got the two legit rookies calling the super bowl this year yeah with uh that's fox is like two or three team elevated in a super bowl year well they're waiting for brady right who i do think is going to be great i really do I mean, yeah. yes, I have. I'm Captain Brady Boner, 144 episodes, sure. but the guy's fucking good at everything he does, except uh, long-standing well, marriage and proper, uh, proper ways to show. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Stop making out with your children. <laughs> yeah. That's something I'll he's not good at. <laughs> that was that was the beginning of the end for Brady when he signed that contract to be on Fox as an analyst before he retired, before he got divorced, before he put the rest of his chickens to bed, that deal was going to always be there. There yeah. was no reason for him to, I understand the network bidding war and this and that, but money's never been his be all end all. And he went ahead and did that. And his life kind of went into turmoil after because People it was very unbrady like. People are so ready to like shit on Brady, like not, not shit on him, but like he did not have a bad foot. He didn't have a, a really bad quarterbacking no. year. He didn't. Not at all. I'm just hearing people say like, you know, he obviously had his worst year ever. Like, no, he can't. He can't play safety. Okay. Like the Bucks passing defense turned into a joke. But unfortunately, his only measure is Super Bowl. So it yes. doesn't matter that it honestly, I don't even care that he went eight and nine. Or he you know, didn't beat the Saints or whatever. It's the fact that he's not playing for the Super Bowl. I guess that would be a measure of his failure. Either way, and Vegas Vegas is pretty sure he's going to the Raiders. It's like minus 150 right now. Raiders sign him. I was just in Vegas, and that's where everybody goes to end their career. Tom, it makes perfect sense. Like Elvis. Go get your name on the board like David Copperfield on the side of the Death Star. Okay, a little Celine Dion action. Okay, it's perfect. I it like perfect. It. Not to mention, he's recently divorced. Well, hey, you know what? go to Vegas, bud. You, you deserve it. All right. I think at that level, it doesn't really matter where you live. It's true. Recently divorced. Got, he's, got, he's got he's got half a billion dollars. Well, less now because, you know, FTX fell. Uh, anyway, that's enough of that. But yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we give you I gave you my best bet, my truth of the week. I think Cincinnati is going to take the ball or get the ball from Kansas City and any first quarter or score first bets probably has a bit more than a 50-50 advantage on Cincinnati. Something to think about whenever you can get something that's supposed to be 50-50, but it's probably more like 62 or 60-40. That's an advantage. Um, yeah, and we got some great games coming up. You've heard our picks. Uh, big shout out to Betstamp. You should check out the Betstamp app. Download it. Use the code at Hughes Talking, all one word, H-U-S Talking. And you can track your bets, get market analysis on, you know, uh, basically the best lines over 14 different sports books if you're in Ontario. And uh, you can play against your friends and see how they're doing too. It's the future. It's pretty cool. Also, speaking of the future, there's a betting exchange. We've been, with, we've been uh, partnered up with Bet Openly for a few years now, and they are growing. It's awesome. You can do four game parlays on there too, or you could be the bank for other people's dumbass parlays. Either way, it's a fun way to make money. And it's the Craigslist of betting win more, lose less, 1% juice. And big shout out to Team LTD for providing the prizes for our top three winners for the Look Who's Talking Pick Six contest throughout the season Christian Hernandez, Corey Quinlan, and Mike Mattisbacker. We have talked Team LTD, and uh, your prizes are on the way. We're fired up. Thank you for playing. And thank you for everyone for playing our playoff squad contest and our storyteller logger playoff picks contest. I am near the basement 
So you have to scroll down, but you can definitely tell that I actually am playing. Uh, <laughs> also, if you played our Truth of the Week last week, we missed that by literally about 22 yards total between two players uh, and the Bills' money line. So I will follow us at Hughes Talking. I'll be sharing our same game parlays for each championship game. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna I, I'm actually going to lay a bit more lumber than I normally do on just one play, and it'll be the Kansas City Chiefs minus one. That will be my biggest bet of the weekend, which is rare that it's not a prop, but that will be KC minus one. How many units, Jeff? We will How be many go- units? We're, okay, let's say we're betting six units for the weekend. We're, gonna, we're going two units on Kansas City minus one. We're going to go half a unit on the Niners plus two and a half, half a unit on the under, and then the other, uh, the other two units will be on props, same game parlays. I really like Juju Smith-Schuster because if uh, if... Mahomes' ankle is, you know, it's obviously not 100%. He's going to go to his quick throw, guys. Kelsey's double covered a lot. Mm. Quick quick throw to Kelsey, quick throw to McKinnon. But Juju will be one-on-one, and he's really good in that slot role of just using his big body and getting those quick catches. Um, so I do like Juju. I also like Isaiah Pacheco to get basically a little more running yards. If the Bills could have run the ball last week, it might have been a different story. The, the Chiefs can. And this Pacheco guy runs with some fire. His numbers will probably be around, let's say, 53 as a base prop yards. That's just a guess, but I'm pretty fucking good at this. And if you want to put him on a same game parlay, you could probably get him to just run for 35 yards. Throw in Juju to get three catches and a Chiefs win. It's probably about plus 300. There you go. Um, Note on Pacheco, Isaiah. I really think and hope that he is now the beacon of light for the running back species and bringing them back to prominence. Now he's an all three back. The guy's crazy fast. He's crazy strong and he's crazy smart. And he looks a little crazy, doesn't he? And he looks a little crazy Throw in the fourth <laughs> one. So now you got all, all of these things. And I think that's if the running backs can stick away from being a thunder or a lightning or a first and second or a strictly a third down back, their value will not depreciate so much. If you know that you could plug somebody in there day one, we're not talking shelf life. I'm not talking 10, 12 year career, but if you could draft somebody in the first round and he gives you five to six years of quality production, look at Clyde Edwards-Alaire. They won the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter what the rest of his career is like. They won a Super Bowl with him as the main guy, not necessarily in the game, but focusing around him. So I like what the Chiefs are doing with their running backs, and I hope that it prompts life back into this. They can't be undrafted, man. These guys coming out of college, all these touchdowns, all the national spotlight, and and, and what? They get taken after a backup punter? They get picked off the line on the undrafted (laughs) recess board? Like, what the fuck is this, man? Running backs touch the balls every goddamn play. Or, like, not... or they're picking up a blitz every play to save Yeah, there the we play. go. They're involved every play, yeah. They're, they're, they're right beside the guy who's making every play. So, you know, you, you don't shit on everybody else's number two, right? So that's what I noticed when I watched Pacheco in that game against uh, the Jags. It was that, anyway, so I, I'm hoping that that's a, a little nugget moving forward. Just the prop nugget. Stay away from Miles Sanders rushing yards. I don't think they're going to be able to run against the Niners. Jalen Hurts might be able to, but not Miles Sanders. Uh, anyway, we got three hosts here on Look Who's Talking. Thanks for joining us for episode 144. We've given you three different Super Bowls. Your boy Jeff with a G. We got <laughs> Niners Chiefs. Weird Mike with a W. Has Bengals, Eagles. And Huck Daddy, mustache twisting man himself. He's got Niners Bengals. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'll post it on Instagram. Tell us what Super Bowl you agree with, or if you think that the one that we did not pick is the one that's going to happen. Uh, Eagles Chiefs, let us know. Thank you for following. Thank you for subscribing and sharing and all the stuff that you do to keep our podcast growing. We really appreciate it. If you had concussion problems in your in your past, go to the CCC at Toronto Western Hospital, the Canadian Concussion Center. We're trying to raise awareness in 2023 on checking out your concussion problems, and that's a great place to do it. Great center in honor of our buddy Ryan Elder. Huck Daddy, you got anything for shut the huck up?
No, no, I don't. By the way, if you ever start your own <laughs> pod, <laughs> if you ever start your own podcast, that's the name of it, right? Shut the huck up. Yeah, it's got to be. I'd love to be a guest. I, I, I want to be. I want to be producer of that <laughs> podcast. Huck, when you. When yeah. You no. It. Weird Mike uh, becomes. We'll, we'll see about that. Weird Mike becomes senior audio uh, assistant <laughs> in that show. Anyway, Take thanks for on my Insta, folks. I'll be lighting it up after the Indian head massage with a clear mind and a prop fiesta for my favorite day, Championship Sunday. Let's win a fucking house this weekend, guys. Go Chiefs and uh, bang, bang, Niner gang. See you guys later. Thanks a lot. I want a girl with a mind like a diamond. I want a girl who knows what's best. I want a girl with shoes that cut and uh, eyes that burn like cigarettes. Who is fast and thorough and sharp as a tack She's playing with her jewelry She's putting up her hair She's touring the facility and picking up slack I want a girl with a short skirt and a long jacket up.